Warning, the episode is, you know, um, parental guidance is recommended. It contains some mild drug references and maybe a few adult themes and it's just a general conversation. Just, you know, don't believe me when I say it's clean in the episode because it's just a tiny bit explicit. Parental guidance is basically recommended. So there you go. I've given the warning. Now onto the show. Three, two, one. Let's jam. Hello, welcome to the Film Geek Collective. Today I have two very special guests. I have Hamish Downey and I have Beck, Beck and Beck, as her Twitter handle is known as. She runs the uh, Pop and Fizz podcast. So I'm just going to say that, uh, yes, there they are right now. So uh, let me just turn the music down so you can hear them there. Um, yeah, we've got... Uh, Hello. Yes, that, Hello. that's Hamish and that's Beck. And we are going to review my all-time favourite movie, The Wizard of Oz. And Yay! it's going to be absolutely awesome. Now, you know, I really, I can never get sick of watching this movie. What about you guys? I love the movie. I think Judy Garland's, I'm a friend of Dorothy and <laughs> Judy Garland's one of the greatest film stars of all time. Well, yes. I love it. Yeah. So uh, before we move on, um, I'm going to have to give some shout-outs to a bunch of people. Sometimes I do it in the middle, sometimes I do it at the beginning, but uh, Kate miller Hike is trending. I've got to check that out later. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> keeping on track, of course. Mm. Okay, shout-outs to Tessie Cat, Elsie Cool, Film Mama Tick, Zach Ascott, Real Sharks Podcast, a.k.a. Ruby Shaku, Cinemadness Podcast, Schlock Luster Video, My Belly Unicorn, Apple Park Films, The Chris Watt, who I think you guys have had on your podcast. Autistic in Melbourne, he's awesome. Naked Airplane, Still Mellow, Heavenly Imagine, Larry 1937-26-21, Talk Me Into, Films with Amy, Zeus, Caution Spoilers, JGWR, Classic Blonde, El Salt One, Eric Sluss, and I found out last episode, I forgot to act, I accidentally forgot to shout out you guys, but I will shout you out now, the Pop and Fears podcast. Thank Woo, you. Here we are. Alrighty then, so let's get started. <laughs> We're off to review the movie. <laughs> The wonderful movie of Oz. Oh, you too. Ah, uh, but wait a minute. The Oz rights are split up. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm Mickey Mouse and I'm evil. <laughs> and I'm <own> the sequel. <laughs> what are you going to do oh, about no. <laughs> Anyway, so... Uh... <laughs> I'll get awesome. you and your little film rights, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really hope Disney does not sue us for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right but uh <laughs> basically the uh you know the wisdom of us what can be said that hasn't been mentioned about this we we did a pre-show chat and we talked about hey there's actually a manga or manga i'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce it honestly i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> manga yes uh but yeah it's crazy i think that uh it's some very good performances there are quite a few production troubles here and there like, you know, the Tin Man was allergic to his makeup and, you know, the witch, uh, like, it wasn't perfect when she had to uh, go behind the smoke or whatever it was. She nearly died. She nearly died. I thought you were going to say yeah. that she actually melted. I mean. I'm melting, I'm melting. What a world. Melted. In fact, it was like they thought she was going to be too frightening for people. So they actually trimmed her scenes down or even deleted mm. them. Why? It is a legendary performance. And, you know, even though it's a movie just barely over an hour and a half, television stations feel like they have the right to make every airing over two hours. I mean, man, <sighs> just for more ads. 
Is it is it that bad in Japan? Ah, uh, they don't really air it. They don't air it on TV. You mean The Wizard of Oz on TV? Here? No, I mean, I mean, like oh. movies with ads. How bad are the ads oh. in Japan? Oh yeah. Well, like when the movie first starts, they do the thing where like they'll have thirty minutes no ads, and then they'll show like five minutes of ads. Yes. And then they'll have then they'll have ten minutes of movie, five minutes of ad, ten <laughs> minutes of movie, five minutes of ad, all the way to the end. Oh wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly what they do. They rope you in with that first 30 minutes ad free. And then they just make you watch a hundred ads for like chewy candies and gum. (laughs) Speaking of chewy candies, have you heard of the long, long man? Oh no, no, don't bring up long, long man. (laughs) Okay, fine. Well, uh, we gotta, we gotta keep uh, relatively on topic here, obviously, but uh, it's a children's show, right? Well, I'm not afraid to have an explicit episode, but I don't, I feel like the Wizard of Oz doesn't need an explicit episode or anything. No. (laughs) The Wizard of Oz after dark. (laughs) No, no, I, I promise we're not going down that avenue. It's all good. But uh, not down that road. <laughs> Just got the got the Tin Man grinding. Follow the axe. yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick Da-da. road. Anyway, so Da-da. yeah, it uh, you know the snow in the pop asbestos. Believe it or not. <gasps> yes, I because uh, I just watched it the other day and like looking it's such a beautiful scene and i was thinking oh poor judy garland with all that asbestos just like because everyone else has the makeup yeah they can kind of like maybe you sort of yeah i wonder how that affected all of them but i don't know i didn't oh yeah i didn't realize that but yeah asbestos oh i mean you know the old ads from back in those days that had a woman throwing handfuls of asbestos into the air. Asbestos. <laughs> That's fantastic. actually a thing. <laughs> yes, there are. There are all, like old, like ads with. It's generally like a, a photograph of just someone mm. throwing asbestos into the air like it's confetti. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> you know, as mean as the witch was in the film, like you know, it was. It was said that Margaret Hamilton actually mm. read you know, stories to children and was very a very kind person, a very kind woman, you know. That often happens, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I just love how actors can be like that. They can turn all evil on a dime, but then they can be the nicest people. You know, Alan Rickman, who plays Hans Gruber in Die Hard, you know. Mm. <laughs> I am going to count to three. There will not be a four. <laughs> <laughs> Beck, I think you might have met your match. And I think you might have to, yes. uh, to bring out some of your accents. But in terms of I, voice I... impressions, I can also do a bit of Sean Connery. Shake it, not stirred. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a bit off track again. But uh, you know what's you know what's even crazier? Like I think that uh, I used to think this film was just meant to be in plain black and white at the beginning. Before I discovered that film stocks could act, could actually have different tinted, you know, stocks. You know, you know what I mean, okay? But mm. I said it on my podcast. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, you know, you could tint it red or you can tint it blue for a nighttime scene or whatever. But in this case, they tinted it sepia in the early scenes. Which, right, right. because of farm life, obviously, which really nicely transfers the color. Like, every time I see that particular moment, it is... No matter how many times I see the movie or that moment, it always blows my mind because of the sheer craft of, you know, not only did they do that, but they, I, uh, rumor has it that they painted the back of her sepia. 
<laughs> that's right. Yes, that's right. They paint to 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 achieve that like walking through that practical effect. Oh, that sounds so terrible. Like to wash. Oh. <laughs> they painted her sepia. I did not know that. Uh, only the back of it though, obviously. <laughs> oh. It's like just that one moment, but it's just and like so can you well, I'm gonna, sorry to take over, but like, tell us what, why is it your favorite all-time movie? It's the only movie that I've seen that I can absolutely never get sick of. It is an escape, and it contains just enough realism. Like, you know, who who doesn't have that mean old person who says, "Oh, people would be better without pets." No, nah, I mean, I'm probably <laughs> half kidding there, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, to- Toto did bite her. I mean, that's. Not particularly nice. I mean, if I can play, if I can play the school marm's advocate, <laughs> um, first of all, she shouldn't have had her dog at school. Well, it's not like it's not like there weren't a, a, a horde of adults at home doing farm work, and that dog to look after obviously it. would have had the dog would have had a job on the farm to protect the chickens. So she was actually, I feel she was kind of, you know, putting them in a spot that they didn't have the dog to protect the chickens. And then she was bringing, you know, an unwelcome dog into the school. So I'm, I'm you know, school marm's advocate over here. And in the movie, they, they do, there is that line where he says like, why don't you just walk at home a different way? And she's like, no, I want to walk at home this way. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, she was being a difficult shot. <laughs> well, I mean, she wasn't really a kid, though. I mean, the poor thing, she was like 14 when she was filming it, and they were strapping her in to try and make her look like she was still 12 and not going through puberty. Oh. Not only that, but she could only apparently do four hours on the set because, you know, she was, when, when she wasn't Dorothy, she was, mm. you know, doing three hours of education. Right. Like, isn't that, isn't that bizarre? Like, I think it's Elizabeth Taylor, Judy Garland, Mickey Rooney. I forget who else was in the classroom. There was like, like big time child stars in this classroom, Mm -hmm. all learning together. Mm. And like, well, that's. Oh gosh, I always forget. I forget that they were all like kids right? at that point, like together. Yeah, I mean, you know, Elizabeth Taylor wasn't always like, you know, an elderly woman with spiky hair spruiking her perfume. <laughs> diamonds, white diamonds by Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> Shh. I could just, I could just imagine, like you know, some some corporation would be cynical enough to say, "Hey, we have this footage of Elizabeth Taylor now. Let's pretend she's riding a horse across a beach that has nothing to do with this fashion ad." <laughs> sure. Oh yeah, now you can you can deep fake yeah. into anything. You can make her sell anything. Cleopatra now. by Giorgio Armani. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is a bit looser than what I usually do, but I feel like a looser style definitely works for this sort of thing. Um, just the technical, just letting the listeners at home or out and about know that uh, I actually I actually have to stop my takes after about twenty minutes and stitch them together. You know, so uh, there's that. But at the same time, we hope that, uh, you know, listen to this in bits, listen to it all the way through, like an audio book or something. That's fine. 
So, yeah, we can go as long as we want. I'll just have to, in about a minute, I'll have to stop this take and use another take to stitch together, if that's okay. Yeah. Cool. Should be okay. Sure. Um, is, is it, should, should, we, should you say, like, send off your flying monkeys to stitch them all together? And... Yes, yes. Uh, that'd be ironic, considering they, like, you, you know, the scarecrow pretty much gets uh, torn apart at one point. Torn apart, that's right. <laughs> So it's the Tin Man who sews Aww. them all up. Okay, so we've got to bring the Tin Man with his lovely sewing skills. You know these 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 three three men who have no interest in women. <laughs> well, uh, on that thought, we will be back right after the uh, right after the joining of the takes. Bye. Okay, so we're back. This is the second recording. So, yeah. Woohoo! Alrighty, so where were we? Well, apparently the film was originally going to be two hours, believe it or not, but then, you know, it was a producer named Mervyn Leroy who was like, hey, 20 minutes need to be cut to get it down to something manageable. I mean, take mm. keeping in mind this is the same year Gone with the Wind came out, you know. And three hours. Yeah. Gone with the Wind's actually closer to four hours, if I remember correctly, including, oh, yeah. you know, intermission, overture, exit music. Oh, my sound keeps cutting out. A film I've only ever watched once, I have to say. Mm. Um, I've watched Gone with the Wind multiple times. Mm -hmm. They've cut so much from the book out of the movie. It's ridiculous. Mm. I mean, I understand that it is incredibly, incredibly dated and definitely racist. Oh. But it, aside from that, it is definitely still a good movie, you know? Mm. Frankly, my dear. I don't give a damn. Which is in the book. But they also put out other two the, children. About the Haze Code. I don't give a damn about the Haze Code. I just, I wish they could have abolished it sooner. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, uh, you know, what? what's your favourite part of The Wizard of Oz? <gasps> Oh gosh, my favorite, my favorite part. Let's mm. see. Um, I, it still cracks me up to this day every time the whole "Don't look behind the curtain." Yeah, pay no attention <laughs> to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> Which is, it's so fun to like. As a kid, even when we like play hide and seek, and you'd hide behind the curtain, and someone would come and touch the curtain, and you say, "Pay no attention <laughs> to the man behind the curtain." Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, but this is a nice curtain. Can I borrow some of the fabric? <laughs> and and we're right back with Gone with the Wind. <laughs> well, I making making a dress out of fabric. <laughs> but so like, I, I'll be serious. I'll say my yeah. favorite part is Over the Rainbow. Oh yes, I think. Oh Hamish. No, but like it's just it's so well sung and it's just so beautiful. Like. You know, in a in, in a movie filled with memorable songs, like that is the song, mm. and I, I I love that moment. <laughs> and like I have to say though, I, um, have you watched the Mad TV like alternate ending? I have not. That they actually. did. So, like. So there's a really fun alternative ending and basically what happens is, is that when, so Glinda the Good Witch comes down 
and she says sweetly, oh, you would never have believed me if I told you you had the power all along. Mm -hmm. And then and then uh, Judy basically says, like, oh, Dorothy. So Dorothy is like, what? I could have, I had to sleep, you know, with my legs crossed. Just three strange men. How dare you? So like she slapped her. She's so angry. And so when when I rewatched it, it was like I, I, I saw like you know Judy Garland being so sweet and say, like, oh that's wonderful. But I could just see that mad TV clip in my head, and I was like, you know, just slapping her, going, you. Damn you! <laughs> <laughs> that's that's crazy. Hey, um, just uh, I was thinking, even the special effects before the before she gets into Oz and all that, you know, mm. I'm I see that uh, Dorothy's house was, you know, actually a miniature house, and it was dropped onto a uh, a painting of the sky. Like basically, the mm. way they did it was they reversed the stuff to make it appear to fall toward us. You know, uh, but I still, that's cool. oh, really? I still don't know how they did the tornado. But here's the thing. Okay, so I'm, mm. I'm actually a bit of a fan of Pink Floyd, and you know, have you ever tried, <gasps> have you ever tried Dark Side of the Moon with uh, with the Buzz? Because I got to, I have it. listened I to a bit of it, but it does I've, line up. I've paid money to sit in a theater for that. <gasps> oh wow! Well. It was worth it. It was, it was worth, worth every it. cent. They did. It was yeah. They did the Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Rainbow, <gasps> and they of course because you have to start like the point at which it starts. You have to start right at the point at which she walks, sets foot onto the yellow brick road. Oh, that that's that's and that's when that's money comes in. Yeah. So done. Da 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 da. And yes. it's so amazing. Her walking down the yellow brick road to money. And everyone's dances fit exactly to it. It's it was wow. It was really funny sitting in a theater with a bunch of like I feel like you know ninety percent of the people in the theater were probably fifty years old, and even though at the time certain substances were illegal in the majority of the United States that they had acquired some. And you can smell it. <laughs> no, just from the glazed looks on the eyes. Oh <laughs> like all these people like leaned back. Like, but the thing is, well, that's one of the things, even with Pink Floyd, even if you're not um, on anything, I feel like it's, it's embedded into the music. Sure. <laughs> you just start to like go somewhere else. Oh, it was great. I recommend it for anyone who um it's really fun doing it in a theater. If you don't have a theater, if you have like a projector to do it. Speaking of the theater experience, I mean there are like 2001 a space odyssey yes you have to watch it in a theater you can't watch it at home I, absolutely oh, i, I must then. i must watch it one day like i must find a 70 millimeter prims and just watch it that way after covid's over you know see that's a pity that you're not in melbourne with um sorry to be all australian beck but oh, so yeah. don't you're never sorry about being australian i'm not sorry um so you don't have to be bloody sorry <laughs> all right it's all Listen, good it's all mate good. If you come down to Melbourne, oh. I'm trying to put the worst Australian accent on as possible. <laughs> Listen, if you come down to Melbourne, 
you got the Acme Theatre. Yeah, yes. And they put on, and they put on those shows. You can watch all the classic movies. That's that's how I watched Kiki's Delivery Service on the in the theatre, and oh. that's how I watched Two Thousand and One: A Space Odyssey. Look, next so. time, next time I go down to Melbourne, I'm like I've been to the Astor Theatre, but I've never been mm. to the Acme. <laughs> Hit up the Acme. It's it, it's brilliant. Like it's not. I, 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 the, the exhibition of um, Kubrick's um, work was amazing. Oh, like it just. And I know it's I know it's a bit of a side note to the whole Wizard of Oz thing, but as I said, more mm. leisurely pace for this podcast. It's all good. It's fine. But uh, I was going to say, I think I heard somewhere that the Acme Cinemas are THX certified. Now I've not seen THX in forever. You know, in front of the movie. <laughs> oh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I even I even got the THX app so I can, you know, sometimes at exactly eleven thirty eight AM I just press the deep <laughs> note and it goes <laughs> And I believe I think maybe at least one edition of this movie might have been certified if I'm not mistaken. I might be mistaken. Oh. I might. I, I'm I actually forget. Might be an American edition or something. You know, and you know, one thing about the MPA, which used to be called the Mm. MPAA, but the Motion Picture Association of America, right? Mm. But uh, they decided to re-rate The Wizard of Oz in 2013 to a PG. I mean, (gasps) it's insane. Like, it's G in Australia. It's, I'm pretty sure Mm. it's U in the the UK. But it's, it's, they've raised from G to PG in the US because of some scary images, despite the fact that for 70 plus years... Or everyone of all ages could see all these scary monkeys. It's strange. Wait, is there, I, I don't remember, is there any point at which any of her uncles smoke? Uh, not that I that know. Might, I think that they would might cause, do. If they smoke or if there's any alcohol shown in it, they would raise it to a PG. Because I, I think E.T., they they digitally remastered it to turn guns into cell phones and <laughs> they took the smoking out or something. Um, but I mean, of course, you know, I mean, she does go to a poppy field and gets high on a white powdery substance. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know what that could possibly be in reference to. (laughs) So speaking of of trippy experiences, supposedly the way... We, we were mentioning the dark side of the rainbow phenomenon for dark side of the moon. Um, so mm. here it says, the lion balanced on the biggest wave comes as Dorothy balances on the fence. The song On the Run starts as Dorothy falls off the fence. Great gig in the sky begins when the tornado first appears. Us and them is played when Dorothy meets the wicked witch of the west. The line black and blue is repeated when they were talking to one another, Dorothy in her blue outfit and the mm. witch in black. The line, ah. the lunatic is on the grass, coincides with the Dorothy meeting the scarecrow. When we mm. first see Miss Coulter in her bicycle, the song mm. Time starts with its bells and alarms and it's always a jump scare. It scares the hell out of me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dorothy asks Professor Marvel what else he sees in his crystal skull. Sorry, crystal ball. I always try to forget mm. that fourth Indiana Jones didn't exist. I mean, you get what I mean. <laughs> Oh, let me just say, I saw that with my now Mm ex-boyfriend who was Japanese. Mm -hmm. You know, English is not his first language, but he loves Indiana Jones. Well, he he did. And we we watched the movie together and afterwards he said, I think I'm going to have to watch it again because I didn't understand it. And I said, look, it's not your English ability. 
It's the fact that the movie makes no sense. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but he insisted on watching it again. So, well, anyway. <laughs> so, just a little side trivia. Yeah, I was going to say... Uh... Your side trivia about your <laughs> ex-boyfriend? I was going to say, well, yeah. Well, like, you know, just like, like just the fact that... I think, because people... I feel like people often wonder why, like you know, things like that that flop hard in the West are really oh, successful they, in Japan. They... Like like the, the bad um, Pirates of the Caribbean was like a huge success here. Oh, one of the things, like I went, we're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, we're still in Disney territory. We are, yes. Um, <laughs> I, I went to see on one of the Pirates. One of the Pirates of the Caribbean films in Japan with one of my friends, and the whole movie, no one laughed at the, at the <laughs> jokes, but they all laughed every time Davy Jones came on because his name they kept translating him to Octopus, <laughs> which made everyone in the audience, everyone in the audience was like going hysterical every time anyone talked about him. And these are supposed to be like scary lines, but whoever translated it, they were all like Davy Jones, the octopus face. And it's like, and we would laugh. My friend and I would laugh, and because there were like some puns, and everyone would look at us like we were out of our minds. Mm. And then there'd be some scary line with Davy Jones, like threatening to kill people. And then somebody would respond to him, and then octopus face, like taco call, would show up on the screen, and everyone in the audience was just in hysterics. <laughs> So I can see, like, sometimes it's just weird translations that make things so much easier. Right. <laughs> and now we've got a sudden hankering for some octopus balls. Takoyaki. Oh, octopus balls. <laughs> the, I noticed that a very breathy laugh after Takopus Takopus balls. Taco. Octopus balls. Well, I, I initially said this was... Your going to be clean, but I might have to put an explicit notice on Wizard of Oz of all things. <laughs> it's now rated PG. Hopefully that'll no make people G. actually watch it. But I mean, In, in fact, I, I might cut that bit out in editing because you know... Mm, uh, fair uh, enough. Yeah. <laughs> you can just put a fun sound on it or something. We, we meant, we meant octopus, octopus eyes. <laughs> that's right. Well, no, they're, they're actually, well, that's, they translate them to balls. Yes. As in, because they're balls of flour with a piece of octopus inside. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, like, yeah, <laughs> other people have done, like, they've, they've translated to, like, donuts. It's really gross. Octopus donuts, which sounds horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was just going to go back to the, uh, the Pink Floyd thing. So apparently, mm. before I mention Crystal Skull, in his crystal ball is the line, thought I had something more to say, comes in the, song, in the song Time, Professor Marvel's being asked what else he sees. Uh, Scarecrow mm. sings if I only had a brain, but Pink Floyd says sings brain damage. Side one of oh, the yes. original vinyl album, up to the end of Great Geek in the Sky, is exactly as long as the uh, sepia portion, 19 minutes, <gasps> 3 seconds. Wow. As Dorothy listens to the Tin Man's chest, the album ends with that. Yes, the heartbeat. Wow. So, yeah, um, I, uh, I actually, just to make sure I got that uh, phenomenon right, I actually had to use the secondary source for that one, <laughs> you know. Yes. 
I recommend it. Yeah. So some people say you start playing it on the in the beginning because you have the lion roars three yeah, times. Yeah, and on the third on time. The third yeah. roar. These days, these days, if you see a Metro Goldwyn Mayer movie, the lion only roars twice. And then, um. and then at the end of television airings, he'll or you know a print on stand if you're in Australia, he'll roar once. Oh, so yeah. If you do it at home, like lining it up, especially with a CD, because you don't have the intro, right? Because a record has a bit longer mm. before the actual recording starts, so you have to um, kind of uh, fudge it a little mm. bit. So you're in, you're like pause, 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 and to make sure you get that right. Surely yeah. they should have some super duper deluxe edition oh, where yeah. you can have you can switch to Pink Floyd mm. and just just have it there. Oh, they could make a mint out of that. They could. They absolutely could. I mean, so as you said, who owns the rights? It's, is MGM still MGM or is MGM well, Sony? Well, it's a bit, it's a bit complicated. Well, Metro Goldwyn Mayer used to be big, okay, and uh, basically mm. their pre, most of their pre July nineteen eighty six library got bought out by Turner, which uh, is owned by Time Warner, now known as Warner Media. Warner mm. Media owns Warner Brothers, so Warner Brothers has the home release rights for them, except, except most of the films by Orion Pictures, an MGM division. And mm. most of the films by United Artists, such as Rocky. And Showgirls. And Showgirls. <laughs> Two classics. I still gotta see Showgirls. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> I believe but... that uh, local Australian company Umbrella Entertainment has a release of that here. <laughs> oh, it does. Well, there you go. You should get a hold of it. It's, it's worth watching. Yeah. Um, which is an odd film to talk about during, you know, The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if, if, this, if this approach to podcasting works, I, I might try it a bit more often, you know, more freeform. Usually I'm very tight as a drum in saying that this is a fact, this is a fact, this is a fact, this is not a fact, this is a fact, this is a fact. <laughs> I wonder Sorry. how many viewers. I wonder how many listeners we have at this point. <laughs> well, who knows? Uh, if you're still listening, thank you. Yes, thank uh, you. You were dedicated. What's the magic number? Uh, they're here. They'll stay. They love us. For the Woo-hoo. for the three people who are still listening, you can maybe cue this up as a as an absurdist audio commentary to the movie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And at this point in the film, (laughs) right now, you should be seeing several groups of small people dancing about on the yellow brick road. The lollipop guild is doing that weird kick dance. Oh my goodness. And they... Is that the inspiration for the chipmunks? Because they must have ranked, cranked that up to the highest pitch possible for human ears. Well, uh, on that note, uh, it is reaching the end of this take, and we will stitch it together a third take. And here we go. We have got Beck back. Yes, I'm back. So, and we got, well, that was quick. Okay, we can start now, obviously. This is the start of the third take. I'll just keep this whole take because, you know, why not? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Woohoo! All right, we're having so here much we fun. Here we go. <laughs> Are you guys having fun? Are you guys, you know, at least uh, I'm, I'm going to predict at least one of you is running along a track at a park. But, you, but you know, if you're in Sydney, for example, you know, I think the thing is you can't stop in the park 
you just got to keep walking or running. So, you know, just make sure your headphones don't fall out. <laughs> Are we going to make it the other? One person is observing a kangaroo from their window. <laughs> That's surprisingly rarer than you would think. Um. <laughs> really? I have a friend that sometimes can never leave her neighborhood because they fight in her cul-de-sac. <laughs> I used to, I used to live somewhere in the country, actually, like semi-rural sort of thing. And uh, what happened was I only once saw a kangaroo just out the front. And it was just kind of standing there until it went away, you know. All right. Then I should give a shout out to everybody in Toowoomba who has to deal with all the kangaroos in their front yard. Oh, yeah. True. Toowoomba. (laughs) Everybody I know is from Toowoomba for some reason. (laughs) Except for you. And you. Except, Except for us. You. What? Except for you. And you. And you. And you get a car. And you get a car. You all get a car. <laughs> that you'll have to pay the tax for. <laughs> but back in the day of the Wizard of Oz, there were no cars. There were only... No. What, were there I, I, I honestly forget. I'm, I'm not even like a car fanatic or anything, so I don't know. <laughs> I Back mean, in the day, there were, what, what day are I we talking I think, actually, about? it's in the same time as the novel, about the 1900s, you know, technically. Okay. So they've they got the bike. Crazy and then bicycles. You, crazy bicycles and bubbles. Remember, we're, we're, we're moving on bubbles and... <laughs> Excellent mode of transportation. That's right. <laughs> the bubble. <laughs> the bubble, the explosion, and uh, the, the broom and... Um, Flying and... house. Flying house and flying monkeys. <laughs> What's the best mode? Of, which modes of transportation fell away, but which do we still use today? We still use the bicycle. We still use the bicycle. bicycle. Sadly, the bubble's gone out of use. <laughs> the bubble's gone out of use everywhere except Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> so, when was the last time you traveled by <laughs> I think this might be telling. Like, so if you could choose flying monkey, broomstick, or bubble, or explosion, which would you choose? Well, it, it, <laughs> explosion choose. is a lethal ride, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I mean, poor Margaret Hamilton. So we'll, we'll get rid of the explosion. Um, I want to. I want to go by bubble. I'm, I'm picking transportation by bubble. How, how about you, Beck? Well, she had total control of the bubble. So I <laughs> she did. That. If she didn't have control of the bubble, she could have ended up anywhere. <laughs> broomstick, really broomstick, you have total control of. But however, like you do have, it's all open and bugs can fly. It's in quite your breezy. You have to stay balanced. <laughs> mm. Monkey, the hands. I don't want little monkey hands. On. No. Um. Oh gosh, this is difficult. I I might have to go with bubble too. If the bicycle is out of the equation. <laughs> How about you, George? How are you traveling? Well, I think... Okay, what were the options again? Um, so there's flying monkey, bubble, and... Broomstick. Broomstick. No, oh, I'd be, I'd be a bit like Ash Williams in Army of Darkness and say, this is my broomstick. <laughs> Not your boomstick? <laughs> <laughs> 
might might take off with a boom. <laughs> so. I can just imagine, like, oh man, if they made, if they met, if Evil Dead ever crossed over with Wizard of Oz, that'd be a dream, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it would fit though. It would oddly. Fit. And they'd have the skeletons and the flying monkeys, and some of the flying monkeys might be skeletons, and you know. <laughs> Although they'd have to, I they'd have to avoid it. the blood of the first two, obviously. <laughs> right, right. Well, I suppose it could be like a different color, like yeah. pink or something, and people could oh, confetti. Oh yeah, it could be the conf- old. You get shot and confetti flies out. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I can just oh. imagine right now Die Hard, the kid-friendly version. Every time someone gets shot in the kneecap, <laughs> confetti comes out. <laughs> am, I, am I remembering Killer Clowns yes. space correctly? Didn't they explode like into like colorful like? Stuff? Well, I say right now we've probably given up on talking ex- exclusively about Wizard of Oz. I think we're just more on random stuff now. <laughs> I guess so. But well, I mean, we could tie it back and say like, okay, what about the other media, like? Um, you were saying, like, you've actually watched, like, The Wiz. Um, I've never seen The Wiz. Return to Oz. You've never seen The Wiz. But I have seen Return to Oz. I've seen clips of it. You've seen clips of The Wiz. Return to Oz literally starts out with Dorothy in electroshock therapy. Woohoo! Of course. And, you know, it's weird. There's a witch who swaps heads. Like, she literally swaps heads to put on her neck. And that's right. And then there are the Oz is in disrepair and, you know, people are just wheeling around everywhere and stuff. So, yeah. And directed by the man who edited Apocalypse Now. Walter Murch, yes. Walter Murch. So, like, if you were, like, a, a you know, film studio and you're like, well, I'm going to make a, a sequel to this classic children's film. Um, who, who's available? Who's available? How about the guy who edited Apocalypse Now? Perfect. <laughs> Get him onto it. It's a he Disney movie. He knows what's and then, up. Now that is a Disney movie. And then, and then Disney and then Disney sees the US gross for the film and thinks, this is the end. Bow, 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 beautiful friend. <laughs> and they probably see the helicopters too going shoom, 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 from the beginning oh, yeah. <laughs> of Apocalypse Now. <laughs> you like to you like the smell of napalm in the morning. In the morning? What about Who all day? It? That's what Oz seems like. All day. <laughs> the horror. The horror. <laughs> this, every time people think of Apocalypse Now, I always just think of like, but what if, you know, you're just not ready for it? Like Apocalypse, maybe a little later. <laughs> I, I'm full. <laughs> I've already eaten. Well, no one's ready for the fact <laughs> that, you know. Put it in, put it in a c- container for me. I'll, I'll take it. I always... You know, I, I I think few people like I I personally like Apocalypse Now actually has an actual killing of a water buffalo. So, <gasps> yes. yeah, I but, I, I mean, don't that, do things that, like that. No, oh, well then don't watch um, Pink Flamingos. Oh yeah, I I won't mention that in this podcast. But you know. Children, I hope no children are listening at this point. Um, but Pink Flamingos <laughs> is very, 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 how many times can I say very, very wrong? <laughs> <laughs> this, this podcast so, is more this, speaking anyway. Of, so. Speaking of animals, <laughs> speaking of chickens, <laughs> speaking of speaking of animals. 
Toto is the hero of the movie. The Toto, villain like, and the hero. Really? How is he a villain? Toto is. Well, I mean, he causes so much grief with the school teacher. And did the school teacher was she really that evil looking? Are we just seeing everything through Dorothy's eyes? Is it like that could be so <laughs> at at least is that why she had to go into electroshock therapy? Later? Yeah, I was. <laughs> at, at least it's not like a '30s version of Taxi Driver, where you know you see all all of them look threatening with the camera angles and stuff. You know, they present them more innocently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, all the all the uncles all are that. all the the farm handles are very, you know, they're very non-threatening. Yeah, you know, um, and so have you ever watched? Well, so I've never watched the musical, but I read the book Wicked, which is the retelling of The Wizard of Oz through the eyes of uh, the Wicked Witch of the West or Elphaba. Like, so I I really recommend it because, like, they they give her this whole backstory and it's just – it's actually, like, it's just a really beautiful book and, like, you end up – like, and they describe Dorothy in the book. Like, you only, like, get a, a small bit of Dorothy in the book and they describe her as this sort of farm girl who smells. <laughs> well, but, you know, I, I'm pretty sure, I know this is only vaguely related, but I actually went to camp once when I was, when I still attended school, right? And, mm. you know, I thought maybe the mud won't smell so bad if I accidentally fall in it. And so, you know, I have to wade through it at one point and I'm like, this smells like crap. It really does. <laughs> are, are you sure you weren't actually wading through fertilizer? <laughs> Where was this camp? This was, <laughs> was somewhere it... in in Melbourneia. Melbourneia? Melbourne. Melbourne. <laughs> you were in like Swan Hill or something? I have no idea. I, I forget where it was. <laughs> For everyone who's not from Australia, just grab a map. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the map recently? Like they were talking about um, some news program placed. uh, So there's like, so you see New Zealand, you see Australia, and then the name they give New Zealand is Japan. Yeah. Hmm. Wait, really? (laughs) So... You know, and so, and you know, and like world news programs, they always drop off Tasmania. So, mm-hmm. anyway. they drop off Tasmania. That's because you got that, that crazy Tasmanian devil character that's always running around, <laughs> swirling around. There is actually, this is okay. Oh, Tasmanian devil making little tornadoes. There you go. We're back to the Wizard of Oz. We are, yeah. You know, I mean, I've, I've just, I've, I've given up wanting to name it Wizard of Oz. I'm just going to name it like an experimental episode or a discussion or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> just so people aren't too disappointed when they hear, oh, they're doing the Wizard of Oz, and then you know we go into all this other stuff. You know, it's, it's fine. I, I like the approach we're taking right now. You know, I. I, I'll add a notice at the beginning saying, hey, I'll mark it as explicit because I don't want to get in trouble with the iTunes store or anything. <laughs> like, Fair I mean, enough. they're free. They're free on the Apple, whatever, or, or our Spotify or wherever you get them. But, you know, <laughs> just going to make sure you don't children be don't accidentally listen. 
don't think we've said anything too bad because it's just adult themes, right? Yeah. I mean, we've we've talked about puppies. We've talked about a I can't remember a whole bunch of drugs. It's like it's like you know if someone did the drug they can't remember it the next day. <laughs> I can't remember what drugs we talked about. <laughs> we uh, we didn't yeah. name any names, so did talk about um you know apocalypse now and that's not for children mm, that's not for children that's definitely, definitely not. not for children that's not for a lot of adults mm. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty out there oh yeah um but you know like as an adult watching the wizard of oz like there's a lot to get out of it where you know you like you the value of friendship like the fact that you know she makes friends with these people like the the other guys and 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 the fact that at the end like it's this wonderful message of basically this thing that you're looking out in the great blue yonder for Mm -hmm. you already have that ability inside yeah and i think that's it's such a wonderful message um i mean like as as someone who I guess went over the rainbow to Japan and I now live in Japan. I I chose not to go back home to home. What, what does she say at the end? There's no place like home. Yes. So like, you know, Beck and I have kind of done that and we stayed in Oz, I guess, or the, you know, proverbial Oz. Mm-hmm. But, you yeah, know, but I, after a while like, you just realise, well, that's kind <laughs> of the thing, right? I mean, obviously the whole thing was like, I mean, I still, you know, it's, she woke up. It was a, a dream. Yeah. But what? But if... it's the whole, like, you're, you're dreaming of something else. You're dreaming of this bright, beautiful world, somewhere that's not your boring, dreary life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She realizes it's not all it's cracked up to be. Mm. Like, she's trying to imagine the exact opposite of her life. And the exact mm. opposite of her life is horrific. Yes. <laughs> the opposite of getting up in the morning, doing farm work, going to school, spending time with your family, having nice meals, a nice quiet life is absolute chaos. Mm. And yeah, once you once she realizes that, it's like, oh yeah, there is no place like home. Mm. Which is which is a really beautiful message, really. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, so I'd say, like, it's that heart that probably keeps you coming back. Mm-hmm. De- you yeah, know, I, like... I think it's just the ultimate escapism. You know, sometimes you want to escape from real life. In a weird way, I compare it to Ferris Bueller's Day Off a little bit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, except, you know, you have the principal chasing you, you have the witch chasing you, you have the... Uh... Wait, there are more similarities between John Hughes and Wizard of Oz than I thought there were? Really? Wow. Mm. <laughs> Um, there's, uh, okay, there's, there's no has sister it, plotting against you, you know. Has anyone tried to match up Pink Floyd to, to Ferris Bueller? Ferris Bueller's Day <laughs> Bueller, Bueller. Should try it, try it. My voice just echoed back at me. <laughs> I don't know if Anchor, all those weird sounds, I don't know if Anchor always records them, though. So Yeah. It should be okay. I have one question, though, and this is back. Does anyone else feel that The Wizard of Oz is a misnomer for this film? Well, because it's not really about him, is it? 
Yeah, and he's not even a wizard. He's, he's a, a MacGuffin. guy behind a curtain. He's, yes, he's a bit of... The, he, MacGuffin, the MacGuffin of Oz. The MacGuffin of Oz. Yeah, he's a bit of... <laughs> you can title the podcast that because we're not really talking 100% about the wizard. Yeah! The, the MacGuffin That's of Oz. That's a great title. The MacGuffin of Oz. I, I know only one of us is technically in Australia right now, but, you know... <laughs> That's right. So, well, because that, that's what I thought would be like, you know, we'd have to mention like the perfect thing is that you've got two boys from Oz and you've got a plucky uh, American with red curly hair. And... Since when? <laughs> Reddish. No, it's not. It's brown and it's hardly curly. <laughs> I've never... I only dyed my hair red for like a couple of years in high school. I've never had natural red hair in my life. I don't know. You just you just strike me as having like it's sort of like a reddish brown to me. Oh, you know. think I'm like the Wendy's girl? <laughs> <laughs> I forget if we have Wendy's here in Oz. Um, I can't remember honestly. Uh, I know we do have Red Rooster though. I've never been to Red Rooster, <laughs> but. Yeah, international viewers probably know. won't get what I'm saying when I say Red Rooster. Um, Hungry Jacks is what we call Burger King over here for any Americans in the audience. <laughs> Hungry Jacks and Red Rooster. Do you do you have like what you have like Popeyes in America, right, or something? What's of course, your chicken Popeyes, right? Um, there's Popeyes, Churches, KFC. Uh, those are the three big ones. So, like, because basically. Red Rooster is like charcoal chicken. Um, charcoal? You mean like... Like roast chicken, like on the spit. Oh, roast chicken. Oh, that used to be Kenny Rogers Roasters, but Kenny uh... Rogers Roasters closed down. I have a fun Kenny Rogers story I can share with you. Oh, well, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So Kenny Rogers, before he passed on, he um, he owned a, uh, like a, a home uh, really close to actually where my house is back in the States. And so after basically his retirement, he would kind of hang out there a lot. And one time my mom and I are going through McDonald's drive-through because mm. she liked to buy her coffee there in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we're going through the drive-through and she looks inside and she goes, it's Kenny Rogers. And he is, he's in there in McDonald's and he's ordering food and you can hear him, right? Cause he's like, oh, I want a Big Mac value meal. And my mom puts her hands over her mouth and shouts, don't do it, Kenny. <laughs> I mean, at the time, he was quite, quite large. And she's like, don't do it. And, and I was like, oh, mom, mom, like, drive to the next window. Please just drive to the next window. <laughs> like, get us out of here. Because everyone turns and oh. looks in at the window. And I'm like, mom, just go, just go, just go. Don't yell at Kenny Rogers. <laughs> he shouldn't have done it. He shouldn't have done it. I mean, Stop it was years gambling ago, but... with your health. and Yeah. Should have stayed away from the McDonald's. Um, My mother does not remember this happening. My mother just remembers <laughs> seeing him all the time at the, the gas station. And I'm like, you didn't yell, don't do it, Kenya, at a gas station. That makes no sense. <laughs> don't get gas for your car. So, yeah. My mother shouting at Kenny Rogers at a McDonald's drive-thru. Mm-hmm. Well. That was, my, that was my memory that I shared. Um with everyone when he when he passed Aww. the only time i ever saw him in person was when my mother yelled at him. 
Yeah, I I was just uh, skimming the the Wikipedia page quickly, um, you know, listening to the story as well. But, you know, apparently he appeared in an episode of Touched by an Angel. Man, how I hate Touched by an Angel. He's a terrible show. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. So boring, <laughs> and so cinema. It's... Every time something big happens, like even you don't, it, you don't even have to be something big. Every single thing gets a samey sounding piano piece, you know. Oh no! <laughs> Wasn't that? I don't. I. I think I never remember watching that show, but I do remember like every every episode, something horrible seemed to happen. Like, oh, somebody's got cancer. Oh, they don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody's lost their job. Oh, they got a new one. It's just like. Move! Get out of that town. There's something wrong. So the the Jessica Fletcher syndrome, where indeed, you know, yes, she is. They, the... they, oh. they they were causing it. Hey, I believe. Oh, I believe that someone has minutes. a message to go between uh, to go between uh, recordings. <coughs> ah, so Hi, well, this, this is Mickey Mouse. <laughs> well, uh, Disney just said I have to sue you for copyright infringement. <laughs> Mickey, what are you? What are you doing? Oh, you know damn well what, George, and and you'll be missing your back and you. Uh, Mickey, I know Disney is strict on on you know copyright and stuff, but this is purely parody stuff. I promise. Just please don't sue me. All right, but uh, I gotta say that uh, it, well, you better go to the next recording. And it's like a little mafia. I don't know. <laughs> I was here to say something else. Um, spit it out, Mickey. Spit it out. Uh, if you ever try to, if you ever try to take Goofy to Warner Brothers Movie World, I will find you, and I will kill you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess. Oh, that's, that's perfect. I, I guess Mickey's just, just going to transfer us to the next one, and here we go. There he is. Oh, hey, hi, back. It's a good thing Hamish missed all those secrets we talked about. Oh, plenty of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, you know, that was just, uh, if, I, if I end up using that, you know, that's just the lead into the next act or whatever. This is the part where we might wrap things up a little bit, but it'll still be lengthy, mm. you know, maybe, maybe not as lengthy as the others, but who knows, you know, it depends how the recordings go through. I hope they go through. Might be a few technical difficulties for those at, at home there, but uh, hopefully, if you're hearing this episode, everything survived. You know, it's like a lost film coming back when someone finds the film stuck. Yes. Okay. So, where were we? It, it would be perfect, considering the that um, the Wizard of Oz does have that lost section. <gasps> it does? There's a lost section. Tell us about it, Hamish. The um. I think they've like recovered like stills from it. That's the only reason why the people know that there's like, because you know how you're talking in the beginning, like it was two originally going to be two hours, and then like twenty minutes got chopped out of it. I think I was um, saying something about back that earlier. The, yeah, like back in the day, they they used to just burn all the. They, they didn't realize that someday there was going to be a thing called DVDs where people might actually want to see the outtakes. Um, so yeah, a lot of those those things were just lost completely. Oh, oh. That, that's why you know we can't go back and get like the original, um, the the original cut of um, A Star Is Born with Judy Garland because oh. there's like thirty minutes lost from that, or the Magnificent Ambersons, 
when the studio took it and re-edited it or never see the original edit just because all of that stuff just gets burnt Mm -hmm. and so it gets it gets lost so if if one of the sections from this recording gets lost then it's kind of perfect (laughs) hopefully it'll all come through and hopefully you may be hearing surviving records if you hear this recording, we're all dead. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 we won't. I'm looking this up now. I'm looking up about these these scenes. I'm looking this up. Let's I think see. I once saw, like, one of the scenes that it says was, was cut here, the jitterbug number, I swear I saw that at the end of some VHS. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's something like that. Something to do with the scarecrow. Hmm. Um. Like, very little information is really known about it. Mm. Just that because these stills popped up that people know that it exists. Oh, so there's things like that there's things that they reference, like that were actually cut, like a a reference to a never seen wind machine. So like they didn't put the machine in there, but they talk about it. Oh. Mm. And yeah, I'm looking at like, there's just some... Oh, mm-hmm. so there was there was a char- there's some characters that have been cut out. So but like they're still mentioned oh. by like other characters. Yeah, like one of the uncle yells about Hickory, but you never get to actually see who Hickory is supposed to be. <gasps> mm-hmm. I th- there was a fourth one, wasn't there? Oh, whoa, there's like some whoa. Oh, there's like a whole oh no, there was a whole scene of like where with I see a picture in here, a whole scene of the, the return to Emerald City, and it says that they spent weeks buying fabric and dyeing them green, and it just was never used. Oh, wow. <gasps> oh, no. I mean, oh, people yeah. these days call various things crimes against fashion, but the fact that that green wool was never re- recovered was probably a crime against fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Emerald City. We haven't even talked Emerald about the Emerald City. City yes. There was a club in my hometown called the Emerald City. Really? Yeah. What was it for fashionably dressed uh, men? Well, yeah, it was yeah, it was for men. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> um so I don't know. It's still so, there? Like Oh, no, it's it still closed. there. Oh, oh. Did it close. It says, I guess it closed in 2016. Oh, uh, that's, that's not good. Too bad. Um, I don't know. <laughs> kind of like lost a, a bit of a point. The Emerald City, the city itself. The city itself. Um, because I. Yeah, like uh, it's quite quite a beautiful place, I guess. Like, I I forgot all about the fact that they go there, like because I just rewatched it. Like they go there, then they get sent away, and then they come back, and then they have the famous scene where, like, you know, don't look behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and as you say, like everything is green. Yeah. And it's kind of quite stomach turning. I was going to say, in the, <laughs> apparently in, in the original book, you know, where um, like there were silver slippers of some sort, but then they got changed to ruby because new Technicolor sort of things. People, yeah. 
people commonly that's... Yeah? sorry yeah no, you People go. commonly mistake The Wizard of Oz as the first film shot in colour when, in fact, there were earlier colour processes, you know. Um, but, you know, like two-tone Technicolor, which uh, would not capture green properly. It made it look more blue. Sometimes even in old, older black and white movies, like apparently The Phantom of the Opera from 1925, which is now public domain, but that contains a sequence mm. in two... Wait, I didn't mean to say two-tone. I meant to say two-strip. Two-strip Technicolor. So, mm. yeah. Yes. So it wasn't the first one, but I know that it, that was part of its marketing that, you know, it was this sort of lurid technicolour, like everyone could come in and go marvel at, at, at the colour of it all. But, I mean, the funny thing about it is that it flopped. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's a wonderful you know, life also flopped. The Iron Giant also flopped. Mm, so many good things flop. Well, yeah, I mean, it's sort of like, I, why do you think people just didn't respond to it? That's a good question, George. What do you think? People, well, people these days respond to it, but often contemporary art for the time becomes classic later. And, you know, like many, many critics of the time in the 50s, you know, they were like, oh, Vertigo, it's just, no, I don't really care for this thing. And they just didn't see what was so special about it. Meanwhile, us as a generation, you know, the the coming generations and perhaps some of the other previous generations, we saw something in Vertigo. We saw the brilliant colours, the fascinating, you know, je ne sais quoi, the little bit of mystery in there, mm. you know. And we realised, you know, it's movies are subject to opinion, of course. Like, if, if someone thinks Vertigo sucks or something like that, I'll, I'll think, hey, is that blasphemy? But, you know, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be fine with it because, you know, people have their own opinions, you know. Like I, for example, I hate the film Pretty Woman. I cannot stand it. And I also really don't care for Natural Born Killers. <laughs> Father Part 3. Mm. Well, Godfather Part 3, they're, they're actually going to be releasing an extended cut. Um, Francis Ford Coppola is going to recut that. So cool. might actually be good. Well, I, with, I would hope with some so. space to breathe. I would hope it so. might actually be good. You're setting your expectations <laughs> at like ground level. Well, just because like the first two are just brilliant classics, yes. and then the third one, yes. some studio head said, "Yeah, the other two films were three hours long, but let's make this one two hours long." <laughs> and and put and put my daughter in it just because nepotism. <laughs> Well, I mean, that was supposed to be um, We Own a Rider. Really? And she turned it down and I think because she was doing something else or and she, she apolog- she, the way she apologised to him was that she had this script for Dracula and said, like, oh, here's this Dracula script, can you please come and direct it? And so he directed that as that was Weona's apology for not doing Godfather Part 3. Ah. Which has nothing to do with the Wizard of Oz, but anyway. that's okay. I'm I'm pretty much just just gonna name. I'm pretty much just gonna name it something else now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I can't rein him in. You, I just can't control this man. I just can't control him. <laughs> you, you do that better than me. <laughs> Look, I've, I've tried and tried. But you, you know what? I dare can't. you. I dare you to do an Australian accent. I can't do one. 
Like, like, I... try, even if it's really bad, just, I dare you. Go like, crikey! <laughs> it's a, it's a croc! <laughs> That's not a knife! <laughs> That's a knife! <laughs> From Steve Owen to... Crikey, mate! Oh, what's his Paul, Paul Hogan? <laughs> crikey, mate! <laughs> Call that a knife? It's, it's, I'm turning into like some. Uh, where am I going? I'm like. I'm so um, I was. I was going to mention. I mentioned earlier that Wiz the Voz. We mentioned earlier Wiz the Voz was uh, promoted for its color, but in fact, it was a pre-code musical film from 1929 known as On with the Show that actually used two strip Technicolor, like all color, not even mm. not even one bit of black and white. And mm. uh, it was all talking, all color, excessive talking. But unfortunately, though. The film only survives in black and white, <gasps> except for I, I one. Gasped. Except for one twenty-second color fragment that was found in the year two thousand five. <gasps> wow! Really? That's. Well, I mean, but the, those days, because not all the theaters had the equipment to show color, they would always, they would generally do that. They would make the, uh, like, the black and white versions as well, at times. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like the weird, like, colorization is bizarre as heck, too. There actually are really old movies that have been colorized, like, hand-colorized. Yeah, they do that for some movies. Apparently, uh, you know, I still got to see those. You know, greed does it. The more gold fills the screen, the more yellow-orange there is. Yeah, and sometimes mm. people mistake, because it has been done in, like, more modern times they colorized, but actually some were colorized at the time they were made. There's a version of A Trip mm. to the Moon that's like that. Yeah, and yes, like through the use of filters and painting, and I mean, I can't even imagine the amount of time that would go into let's let's hand paint every single film cell. Mm. I mean, labor's yeah. cheap, but so it was. Something. Sorry to sorry to do this so abruptly, but you know, um, we have had a really fun discussion, and I hope you guys have enjoyed it. It's not necessarily <laughs> about the Wizard of Oz. I'll just probably call it an experimental episode or something like that. That's probably what I'll end up saying. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, you know, how was the podcast, you guys? Good? I've had a great time. How about I've you, had David? a great time too. Excellent. Yeah. Um, anyone who is still listening, you know, uh, feel free to, you know, if you're on the Anchor site, there's a message option. You can send voice messages up to one minute, but you can send unlimited ones. So send them all to me if you want. But, you know, it's it's all good. Um, I have the option to include them in the podcast if you really like, if you want to do that at all. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, feel, feel free to also listen to the Pop and Fears podcast. You know, they're probably, they're probably better than mine. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Well, we've kind of, like, come in and crashed the party here and... It's sort of turned into like like one of our podcasts. <laughs> so that's the idea of the crossover. If you if you like this, then there's there's more of this madness over on Poppin' Fizz oh, yeah. with Hamish and Beck, which hopefully probably not to not probably not uh, by the time this is out, hopefully we will have recorded with you and uh, we can do a deep dive into one of. Another one of your favorites. Yeah, films. and uh, you know, for those still listening, um, we're going to cover Phantom of the Paradise on the Pop and Fizz podcast sometime soon. So yeah, 
stay tuned for stay that. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. And I've and I've and I've and I've studied ahead for. I haven't watched it, but I've studied ahead and prepared questions for that. Awesome. One. Yes. Woo-hoo. Phantom of the Paradise, not to be confused with Phantom of the Opera. So anyway, so I'm just going to end this one, this podcast episode, by saying, you know, if you want to inspire, if you want to innovate, if you want to create, we need your voice because you can change things for the better. Peace out.